Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. We're so excited to jump into today's episode, but before we do, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of 4040 Shorts from the 4040 Vision podcast. This is our short form podcast where we cover a topic in about 5 to 15 minutes. And today's topic is what if Steve Kerr was never hired by the Golden State Warriors back in 2014? So this podcast or this clip is from episode one of the 4040 Vision podcast where we covered the five biggest what if moments from Golden State Warriors history. And of course, hiring one of the best coaches in the history of the NBA is definitely one of them. Since being hired by the Warriors, Steve Kerr has added four rings to his already impressive resume, which included a couple rings with the Chicago Bulls and San Antonio Spurs. We discuss in this clip the possibility that the Warriors could have hired Stan Van Gundy or kept Mark Jackson or made any number of other moves instead of hiring Steve Kerr. We cover some of the ins and outs of perhaps why they chose Steve Kerr and more importantly, why Steve Kerr chose this job over the New York Knicks job. We hope you guys enjoy this little jump down memory lane for us Golden State Warriors fans. So let's jump right in. Didn't seem like much at the time, but after Mark Jackson was fired, there was kind of a coaching carousel of candidates in the air. There was talk of Tom Thibodeau coming over. Stan Van Gundy was very much in the running and Steve Kerr was in the running. And at the time, Steve Kerr was just a broadcaster for TNT. He was the GM of the Suns at one point and, and had a decent run there. Uh, but it, he didn't really pop out. I wasn't really interested in Steve Kerr being the coach of the team. I've watched him growing up as a bull and a, and a San Antonio spur, but it didn't exactly pop out saying, yeah, this is what we need because Mark Jackson. Fine. But, so what I want to explore is what would have happened if the Warriors selected Stan Van Gundy, because as Jerry West influenced uh, Kevin Durant coming, he also influenced Steve Kerr coming. And he later on will discuss he influenced Clay Thompson staying and not being traded for Kevin Love, which was also happening at the same time of this coaching search. Um, and I mean, and if I remember correctly, Kerr was choosing between the Warriors and the Knicks. I think those were his two options. Yep. And if you think about it at the time, it's the Knicks one of the biggest franchises in, in the NBA, regardless of on-court success versus the Warriors. And it's, it's a credit to Kerr and being kind of prescient and seeing that or prescient and seeing that, you know, this is a team that's on the rise. Let me go to the Warriors instead of, of the Knicks. So yeah, but continue with, with uh, Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. So Kerr shows up to the meeting with a freaking like a book basically on what he would do. And Stan Van Gundy ends up losing out. Um, Mark Jackson's impact was significant. The team's defense went up. Um, the players really just adored him because he could connect with them, having also been a very good player himself. So Stan Van Gundy had been to an NBA Finals before with the Orlando Magic. Um, he ended up becoming the coach of the Detroit Pistons. So we're competitive. They were they, there. They, yeah, they weren't bad. He, he's notorious for coaching his players pretty hard. He uh, is on their asses in practice. They, do, they have tough practices. He, he doesn't shy away from confrontation. He kind of has like an old school style approach that's been reported by J.J. Redick in a kind of a polite tongue-in-cheek way. The Pelicans' young players didn't really like it that much. 
Um, Dwight Howard <laughs> famously didn't like it either. Uh, it's kind of an old school style, tough defensive mindset. Uh, you look at the Pelicans, he didn't rub them the right way, especially after being coached by Alvin Gentry, who connected with players. And the, the problem is Stan Van Gundy was more concerned with the, the minutiae of, of execution of X's and O's over personal relationships. So even though he's Mr. Accountability and all these other things, uh, those personal relationships in a locker room uh, come a long way because he's not a player's coach. Steve Kerr, what, what is so fascinating about him is he's been through it all. He played with the, the best player of all time in all of these big game situations. He played with San Antonio and kind of had under legendary coaches, Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich. He played with uh, Mr. S- the, the most selfless player of all time in, in Tim Duncan and just was able to manage egos. You look at other sports, but made a coach like Pep Guardiola or Vicente Del Bosque really effective is they could manage the largest egos in the world in one locker room. And that's what made Steve Kerr really effective in Golden State. So and he had he had a, a the perfect mix of, of both. At least I think so. I mean, I know he gets some some grief uh, on social for his uh, his in-game adjustments and things like that. But what what he had, he brought that players coach mentality that Mark Jackson had without the divisiveness you know we i think we've all heard the story about how uh mark jackson you know ostracized festus azili and he was really weird with with the front office and he did, wasn't a fan of jerry west and he's just a very strange dude and his he team also, was his team wasn't prepared he also accused harrison barnes of being possessed by a demon exactly and he would take the he'd take off days you know to fly down to la to, to preach at his church like more power to you if you want to do that, you know, on your own time, but you know, the Mark Jackson teams were known, I think you noted for, for, you know, less ball movement than, than it was, you know, popular at the time and just being unprepared. There was a lot of weird losses to bad teams. You know, if there was a long, you know, if there was a three day layoff, it was almost guaranteed that the Warriors were going to lose that game when, when they came back from that. So I think, yeah, Kerr has that mix of, of both the X's and O's and that, that player player management. Yeah, and, and to, to turn it back to, to Stan Van Gundy, um, not different than Mark Jackson. They played a lot of pick and roll on, uh, in, in New Orleans or, and in Orlando and in Detroit. In Detroit, what ended up happening was not a lot of t- offensive talent, so teams kind of figured them out, and they did work on ball movement. So I think schematically, he didn't have an old-school approach in terms of execution. I think he did have a, somewhat of a modern mindset in terms of how to execute offensively they like to sell out on offensive rebounds and focus more on transition which was a plus and minus given the Warriors personnel they play fast which would have actually worked well the one thing that I don't think he would have had the balls to do that Steve Kerr did was bench an all-star in David Lee and Andre Iguodala and start a bunch of unknown youngsters in Draymond Green and Harrison Barnes. They started the season that way by Steve Kerr telling Andre, look, you got to trust me on this. I got to start the young guy. You'll be a leader on the bench. The, the, the bench will trust you as the leader. And he said, I hope this works. I'll kick your ass if it doesn't. And David Lee got hurt. I don't think David Lee had any plans of being benched and Draymond Green played so well. I don't know if Stan Van Gundy would have said, you know what? We're going to stick with that guy. I kind of sense that he would have David Lee's back, Draymond, you're back to the bench. That's 
kind of just a feel I get from Van Gundy. So that ended up, you know, changing the the, the outcome of the team with Draymond starting um, and Harrison Barnes starting too. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, and it's because Kerr has, I mean, he doesn't have the coaching cachet at that time, but he does have the, the, the all the experience that you know noted before right of, of playing on these championship teams and knowing chemistry and, and how things work and he can point to that and say you know it takes this kind of sacrifice from a guy like Iguodala or David Lee who I mean was is not the same player as Iguodala but he's an all-star he was a big money free agent I think he's probably the, the highest earning player on the on that team and to be able to have the balls to make that decision but also that player management, that man management to massage those egos and have everyone put that aside for the, the betterment of the team. And Stan Van Gundy does not have that kind of cachet. He has the experience as a coach, but he doesn't seem that type of dude. He's not that risk-taking type. He's not going to be able to kind of massage that situation so it doesn't become explosive. And I looked into the staff he would have brought on that he took to Detroit. They, a bunch of guys that had been with him before. Some people, a guy from Chuck Daly's Detroit Pistons championship staff. Like I think they would have brought a great team here. Steve Kerr ended up bringing a great team in Ron Adams and Alvin Gentry. So I don't think personnel was an issue. But I think my overall outcome here, if I had to, had to, if you put a gun to my head, here's the, the outcome. Due to the fact that I think it would have taken another couple of years to unlock Draymond Green, maybe Andre Iguodala doesn't age as gracefully as he did because he would still be a starter. David Lee breaks down. I think it takes another three years or so for them to get to the finals against LeBron or an Eastern Conference KD. I just, I think that the development of the team takes a little bit longer, uh, just given that I don't think he would have taken risks like that. So we're looking at a, a 2018 or 17 finals yeah. versus a, a 14-15 season. Yeah, I think we would probably see a, a James Harden finals appearance before a Steph Curry one. So or like, a Chris Paul. Or a Chris Paul, God, God forbid. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking out another edition of 4040 Shorts. As you could see from this podcast, both Simon and I are big Warriors fans, so this was a tough one to discuss because, of course, Without Steve Kerr, it's hard to see the Warriors dynasty being as successful as it was, especially if the Warriors went in a more traditional direction by hiring perhaps a retread coach like Stan Van Gundy or making another decision where they hire a coach that is not quite known for handling the egos and massaging the egos the way that Steve Kerr is. Just like any of the other dynasties in NBA history, whether it's the Celtics with Red Auerbach, the Showtime Lakers with Pat Riley, the 2000s Lakers with Phil Jackson or the 90s Bulls with Phil Jackson, the coach of these dynasty teams becomes just as big and just as important of a figure as some of the uh, superstar players and perhaps even more so because he's the one constant.